Welcome to Hollywood 2.0. This is Peter Katz. On today's show, I'm going to be talking to Simon Owens. He's a content and social media marketing consultant. We're going to be talking about how tech companies are starting to get into the original content game. Instead of just being a platform or an aggregator, they're throwing hundreds of millions of dollars to create their own films and TV shows. Everybody from Amazon and possibly in the near future, Apple are going to become entertainment companies. And we're going to talk about why they've entered this space and what's their strategy for world domination. In each company's content play, they're offering the original content as a vehicle to lock users into their platform or their services, which may typically expand way larger than just the original content. Whereas the traditional media company, the traditional television network, their only play is the original content usually. As competition gets fierce, who do you think is going to be on the leaderboard for uh, making the big investments? Well, certainly Netflix, since you're seeing announcements that they're starting to lower their budget for syndicated content, which is an indication that they're seeing more value out of the original content. So they're letting these deals expire with uh, some major content studios so that they can continue investing in this. And they're actually taking on debt in order to do it. You know, obviously YouTube is a major, uh, becoming a bigger and bigger player. They've already put down at least $100 million just to um, help their original creators create even better um, content. And we're seeing them at least bid for some bigger deal uh, acquisitions, like being able to uh, live stream major sports events and stuff like that. Google has a humongous war chest and um, they're feeling constantly threatened by new new entrants into the space, so they might try to do it by just spending money. And what would be your advice to uh, Google and Apple if you led their content strategy? There's one thing that you have to be delicate about, is that a lot of these companies like Google and Apple, they not only, they have other incentives at play, is that they have to create their own content, but they have to not be threats to other content producing um, entities because the, their overall fear at the same time is that they're going to scare away other companies from um, putting their content on their platforms. Like for Apple, it would be iTunes. For YouTube, it would be for uploading their videos to YouTube. You see this with Facebook now where you see um, when they announced that their, their instant articles, their partnerships with media companies, you saw a ton of pushback within the media industry saying, you know, this is a harbinger of your death. If you partner with, um, if you partner with Facebook, it's like the serpent and the frog. Uh, the serpent will eventually sting you once it has enough power, and which ha- once it hats you at your weakest position. Um, so uh, I guess my overall advice would be to, you know, navigate those waters um, very cautiously so that you're not just helping yourself, but finding ways that you can help your media partners um, and give them that extra incentive to partner with you. And, and on to the last two questions. Um, what are the biggest opportunities and threats to Netflix? Well, the, you know, obviously one of the biggest threats is that um, while they were kind of the early innovators in streaming television, now more and more companies are getting in on their game. Obviously, Amazon and Hulu are two big ones, but now we're seeing, you know, with the split off of like HBO Go and CBS, we're seeing more and more of these low-cost 
um, streaming options. And even Comcast is now offering, I just realized the other day that like my Comcast internet comes with like a, a basic streaming cable package that I didn't even know about. Um, so uh, that's a huge threat for them. Um, and eventually it's just going to reach a point that in order to, uh, oh, so because of that, that's also going to drive up the cost of the shows that they're syndicating. Back when Netflix was the only game in town, if you were a network television um, series and uh, you wanted to monetize your reruns or your old archives, you had to go through Netflix because they, uh, they were the only ones willing to pay to syndicate that content. Um, now more and more uh, companies are getting in the bidding wars for that content, so it's going to drive up the uh, the cost for each television show for Netflix. So um, they're threatened in that way. Uh, and then obviously, like you know, you see you see this less with television, but certainly with gaming studios, where um, a, a gaming company will put out a hit game that will push a gaming company's uh, valuation up into the billions of dollars. They'll have an IPO, um, but they'll fail to release another hit game, and then their stock plummets. Uh, I guess that there's there's likely a chance um, that this could happen to someone like Netflix. Is they is their uh, premium shows kind of phase out, and they launch new pre- premium shows that really fail to attract anyone, and then they start losing subscribers because of that. Uh, there was a lot of worry about that with HBO when The Sopranos uh, was winding down because they didn't have any other, um, you know, hit shows on their roster. Now, obviously, they've gone on to now have things like Game of Thrones, um, so it wasn't necessarily warranted. But there's always that worry um, that a that a channel or a network will continue to produce high quality shows. And then the opportunities? Well, the cable market is a huge market still. So there's a lot of chipping off to do. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure Comcast looks, or Netflix looks at Comcast, which is still many magnitudes bigger than Netflix and sees uh, an industry that's still right for the taking. Um, so that's, you know, opportunity number one. Um, like you said, w- moving away from Netflix and more towards Google YouTube, YouTube is also looking at the multi-billion dollar, is it, what's it, something like 60 to $80 billion a year in television advertising, and, see, and they're only pulling in about $5 billion a year in, telev- in, in video advertising. So they're seeing major opportunities there to start kind of peeling away that market and putting it on YouTube. So that's a major opportunity for them. In the book Blockbusters, the author criticizes the long tail effect and sees the real opportunities are in bigger investments and less bets. Which side are you on? Oh, well, I think that one leads to the other. So that's kind of what I talk about with the, the mullet strategy is that if you can produce a, enough high premium content on your platform and your platform is open to user generated content, you will naturally start um, you will naturally start attracting the type of user generated content that forms the long tail. I don't think that they're at war with each other. It's just that one helps the other. Um, so you saw this with Medium, which is the blogging platform that was um, founded by Ev Williams, who was a co-founder of Twitter, is that when, they, when it first launched, it launched exclusively with uh, premium journalists, some of the best journalists uh, working today, paying them magazine, um, like uh, freelance rates that were competitive with major magazine titles um, and they made Medium a very like 
a premium place for people to visit. And then once they started rolling out their platform capabilities for everybody to sign up, people wanted to be on Medium because there was this premium content there. Um, so you get this nice mixture of high quality, long form premium content with more amateur content that starts backfilling the, the long tail. So you're right, they're all interconnected. Yeah, and it's also farming. So like a lot of the YouTube stars today that have the many millions of subscribers, like they started out in the long tail. Like they started out with just maybe a few hundred or a few thousand subscribers. So by having a very vibrant long tail, um, you can then kind of look within that um, long tail for talent acquisition and start kind of nurturing that talent and helping to promote them and maybe even give them a little bit of seed money like YouTube is doing to allow them to then transition from the long tail to you know the the kind of much smaller group of high quality content producers. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hollywood 2.0. You can find me on Twitter at PeterKatz1, it's K-A-T-Z. And to find Simon, you could see him at Simon Owens, O-W-E-N-S. And the awesome song on the podcast is by an artist that I discovered called La Feline.